So, uh, Rosie, maybe a wee warning? Yes, we have to jump in um, with a swear warning for this one. I don't say anything bad. Never. It's just you and Lawrence. Yeah, it's me. So if you're easily offended, I'm very sorry. Welcome to the latest episode of What If with me, Lorraine. And me, Rosie. And we're looking forward to this, aren't we? Yeah. We're both huge fans of RuPaul's Drag Race. Mm-hmm. And I think that the British version is the best. Is that not just because you've been on it? It might be because I've been on it, yes. Very biased. Which um, was a joy. Mm-hmm. And our guest, we can't really say the name of our guest without saying mm-hmm. it's Lawrence Cheney. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Lawrence, look, that follows you around. It's Lorraine and the Wayne. There we are. <laughs> it is Lorraine and the Wayne. Oh, it's so, so good to see you. It's so good to talk to you. And of course, you know, this is all about what if, isn't it? And for goodness sake, what if you hadn't entered RuPaul's Drag Race UK? I wouldn't be able to pay my rent. That's what if. That is it. <laughs> no, it's it's amazing. And um it's weird that you mention, you know, what if, and that's what I love about this podcast, is it almost questions, you know, would leading yourself down a different road be worse, better? Would it still turn out the same way? I think that's really, really interesting. So thank you for having me on. Oh, it's oh. lovely to talk to you and congratulations again for being the first Scottish winner. You've, you have said lovely. this to me about 700 times. <laughs> I bet I'm not the only one. That's the, and that's the thing. But look, going back to wee tiny, wee tiny Lawrence, and you were you were brought up in Helensborough, weren't you? Yes. Just outside Glasgow, or no, just outside Glasgow. But you know, <laughs> an, hour train, an hour train, an hour train. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was brought up in Helensborough. Well, I was born in Alexandria, but parents lived in Helensborough, so went back there. And um, yeah, it was it was weird because initially, you know, growing up, I found that. You know, as kids, you're all weirdos. So, so mm-hmm. you know, at first, everyone's got funny bowl-cut hair uh, and weird kind of Velcro shoes. But then latterly, you know, everyone started getting trendier and I still looked like a kind of weirdo. So that's when I kind of noticed I was different at first. Mm. Um, but yeah, no, growing up in Helmsworth, it's a, it's a very small place, but it's gorgeous, gorgeous. Just not for drag. <laughs> no, no. no, it's maybe not a huge drag scene in, in Helens, but I have. And how old were you when you moved to England? Uh, I was nine years old. I moved to England. Okay. And uh, again, that was at that kind of weird kind of turning point of age where you go, hmm, dating, you, you know, because other people would, oh, I'm going on a date with Sheila, you know, from next door and all that. And I'd be like, I'm not dating anyone. I'm not taking anyone on a date. And it, it just started, you know, I started realising that that maybe wasn't, Sheila wasn't for me, you know? Right. Okay. <laughs> right. That's quite early. To be fair, that's quite early for dating. Although maybe that's the way of Well, it I now. remember when I moved from England to Scotland when I was 11 and people were going out with each other. Yes, I had no idea see? what that even was. Yeah. yeah. No idea. See, that's so interesting, isn't it? <laughs> but you, you had a, you had a tough time. I mean, you felt like an outsider, and not just yeah. because you were coming from Scotland to England. You, you did feel as if you were on the outside looking in. Yes, a, a lot of the time. And what's really sad is, um, I found myself closing in on myself as well. So, um, 
often because of the negative experiences at school, sometimes, you know, moving school back to Scotland mm. or to England, I would close in and not let anyone in who would say, hi, Lawrence, you know, you having a good day? I'd be like, why are you asking me a question? You know, I would get very like, yeah. I, I would worry about them trying to trip me up or trying to mm. take the mick out of me. So um, it, it was really sad, the kind of mental effect that had on me. It was really, really rough. It was tough. And you got bullied as well. Oh, yeah. Mercilessly bullied. I mean, it was horrible. I'm sure now from a, a perspective of looking back, you know, you got through it. And God, you know, some people don't. I mean, you, you, you did well to survive it, to be honest. Yeah, I think... I just remember it was one time my gran, who, who I mention in, in my book as mm. well, um, order now, um, <laughs> but um, my gran, uh, who we called the wee purple blob, which is why I wear purple all the time. Ah. Um, see, see, it's all connected. <laughs> um, but my gran had just passed away in 2010 and I had a few days off for the funeral, you know, so I wasn't at school. And that's obviously everyone noticed that. And I think one of my friends had said, oh, Lawrence isn't here. Lawrence is at, you know, the funeral of his gran. I came back and outside the art department when we were queuing up to go in a class, this guy turned around and said, I'm going to piss on your gran's grave. Oh, no. And I, like, they just went after everything. If it wasn't the way I walked, if it wasn't the way I talked, it was my gran, it was my mum, it was... Everything. That's another level, surely. It's terrible. That's awful. I mean, absolutely horrendous. Did anything, like, did they get in trouble, at least? Not really, because this is the difficult thing. And again, I speak about it in the book, how it's not just like a black and white answer Mm. thing. You'll know as well, both of you, Rosie and Lorraine, like, from school, teachers don't have, like, unchecked power to be, like, how dare you say that? They've mm. got to be quite balanced and say, mm. well, maybe they didn't mean it and maybe don't do that again. And it's like kids don't listen to a teacher saying, don't do that again now. You know, some kids need to be told, didn't do that again? Yeah. Right? You know? Yeah, <laughs> they no, need I need to do. be told a bit Absolutely. firmer. But, yeah, no, um, I do. It's always been a struggle, teachers and kind of pulling up kids mm. it's, it's a tricky situation now you'd mentioned the book it's called drag queen of scotland funnily enough <laughs> which yes. i which i really like it's very honest lawrence really really honest and it's actually packed full of of good advice um i mean <laughs> reading it you think well this is someone who has been through a lot but also someone who's a good age and you're not you're a baby what yeah, age are you I'm- now 24, 23 wow, when goodness. we met on Drag Race, yes. 24 now, yes. That's astonishing to have that yeah. sort of wisdom. And, and you know, really, <laughs> honestly, I'm, it's, it's remarkable. It just shows you that when you've gone through some tough times, how much you've learned from that, I guess. Mm. Yeah. I guess what I wanted to achieve with the book is both be honest, because I think it is good to hear stories of um, feeling like an outsider. I think they're really important. But what I wanted to share is something my dad used to always say about, say, like rich and famous people. Rich and famous people will never tell you how they got 
rich and famous because it's like, you know, there's no how-to book for, yeah. you know, to get famous for dummies, you know, there's <laughs> n- nothing like that. And what I wanted to say and my whole kind of message is, you know, I'm from Helensburgh and I remember from the age of five wanting to be a performer, wanting to be on TV, wanting to host TV and... I just remember everyone was like, well, you're not going to do that. You're from Helensburgh. Like, Angelina Jolie's in Hollywood and you're in Helensburgh. <laughs> and I'm like, if I need to go from Hollywood to Hollywood, I will go there. You know, so that that's what I wanted to share is the kind of tips that I'd learned just throughout kind of trying to make it, I guess. Mm-hmm. And what was your journey of becoming a drag queen? Yeah, how did that all happen? How did it happen? How did it happen? (laughs) (laughs) It was weird because I literally was just a fan of Drag Race. And before that, I'd seen, you know, Little Britain, League of Gentlemen and like Stanley Baxter, people like that. And I loved that mix of, you know, comedy and drag to, to kind of entertain people. But it almost wasn't glamorous enough. I was like, I'm not wearing fishnets with my hairy legs and you know <laughs> I, I didn't want to do that and then when I saw Rue RuPaul the host of uh, RuPaul's Drag Race when I saw Rue walking down the runway every week looking so oh, amazing incredible and and phenomenal nails like I mean she has it all when I saw her I was like oh my god she can do both and I want to be able to do both so mm-hmm. you know not only can she make you laugh and tickle your funny bone but she can also like devastate you with gorgeousness and fashionable looks as well I I loved that kind of mix so I I just was a drag race fan and started attending Rue Girl shows and throwing a set of lashes on and and you know eventually just kind of grew into meeting people in my community and saying oh you're Lawrence um do you want to come and perform this show we're doing for £15 and I go absolutely £15 £15 and a curly whirly and I'm all yours (laughs) oh I love that you've gone from being a fan of hers to then winning the show that's so lovely well that that's what I was very nervous about same with meeting Lorraine (laughs) because I'm so nervous when you meet people obviously you look up to you go oh no if they're gonna be if they're not nice, it's mm, going to be yeah. so heartbreaking. That's why I'm heartbroken at Lorraine. <laughs> um, no, no, um, no, but Lorraine is so, so lovely. I'm saying it as if you're not in the room. You are in the room. But um, um, but you're really nice, but also so is Rue. And I'm yeah. just so thankful that two people I've looked up to are like really nice and like down to earth and will talk Mm. to you. It's really, really amazing. But Rue loved you from the moment. I mean, you saw it, you know, she absolutely adored you. And more than that, she got you. She she knew who you were, where you'd come from, the sort of struggles that you've had and all of that and how you, I guess, used humour. Sometimes as a armour, sometimes as a weapon, sometimes as a protection. You know, you've got to, haven't you? Yeah, some people say, I don't relate to comedy queens, I don't relate. I think we all can relate to making a joke in an awkward situation and to break the ice when we're feeling upset and someone goes, how are you? And you go, oh, I'm just as bad as I was yesterday. Mm, (laughs) You Mm. you know, we're we're used to kind of putting on a brave face and I literally 
paint on a brave face <laughs> every day to do my job. So, but to have RuPaul kind of see that and understand that, I didn't think she'd care as much, but she was so, so interested in where I came from, with where we all came from. It was so, so nice. Oh, that's good. That's really good to know, yeah, isn't it? Lovely. Because that's important. I mean, what we see on TV, um, for and people who have watched RuPaul's Drag Race will know this, what we see on TV is very entertaining, but also why I think the show works is it's got real heart. We yeah. hear about your stories, but we hear, you know, and you support one another. Of course, you throw massive shade at one another as well. <laughs> mm. yes, <laughs> and words like, words like massive shade, which is, you know, having a go some are, are being a bit cheeky or naughty. All these words have now come into the mainstream because yeah. of that show, mm. haven't they? They, well, they really have. I can't even believe, like, a drag queen has a book. Do, do you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, that is so bizarre. I can't, You know, I went into Waterstones recently and I saw RuPaul's book on a shelf and I thought, that is going to be my book in a few months. Like, I, yeah. I mm. cannot believe... My book right now, <laughs> depending on this when this comes out. But I just can't believe how drag went from being this thing that we all saw when we were half cut, you know, drunk in a nightclub to being something that we watch on TV at seven o'clock with our family. Yeah. It's so weird how accessible mm. it's become. No, it's true. And talking about your family, when you first came out, who, who was it you told first? Was it your mum? It wasn't my mum. No. Nope. T- let me tell you, it was my sister. Ah. And I needed I needed to ask my sister because me and my sister are very close, but we also had that brutal honesty with each other. Right. Where she'd say, Lawrence, don't go out the house looking like that. And I'd say, Ho you, stop leaving fag ends outside the window. You know, stuff <laughs> yeah. like that. Yeah. And for example, my sister had always been the person, you know, that got caught smoking before I did and got caught, you, you know, the, these wee things got caught at a house party before oh, I, you know, all that stuff. Right. So I thought it was almost like my right. I said, I need to ask my sister advice on this. How do I do it? So I literally went into her room. She was listening to music and I just went, I'm gay. <laughs> I just like blurted it out. And she went, oh, tell me something I don't know. And it was just like, you cheeky bism. But speaking to her, I said, oh, you know, what do you think I should say to mum and dad? And she was like, they are not going to care either way. You know, just tell them. And I I guess, you know, my mum was very inclusive. And my mum even asked me my first day back at school in Scotland when we moved back when I was around 15, 16. She said, are there any nice looking boys, girls that you're interested in? And Mm. I was like... Oh, but in the you know at the time I was like no no just women just women <laughs> women um, but um, I went downstairs and I said mum I've got something to tell you and no matter how much you think a parent will be accepting I was just like mum I'm gay and then she she Lawrence it's absolutely fine it's totally fine. And the story, I said it in the stand-up set, it's absolutely true, not a word of a lie. I said, Mum, I don't know how to tell Dad because my dad only says a few words a year, you know. So (laughs) um, I I was like, you know, it's hard to kind of gauge if he's in a mood, if he's chilling, if he, you know, because he just doesn't talk terribly much. I get the talking from my mum. I don't get it from my dad. And uh, my mum says, it's absolutely fine, Lawrence. No, you need to tell Dad. You need to tell him. I'll bring him through for you, though. One second. Nick, your son wants to tell you he's gay. <laughs> Come through. Oh, and I, I 
love that. Like, I was like, Phyllis, Phyllis, don't out me like this. Don't do me like that. And my dad walks through and says, oh. Lawrence, do you want to go for a drive? And I thought, oh, I'm going to be left in a ditch. I said, oh, I'm going to be, you know, left, you, you know, in, in the worst way. And we went in the car. And my dad said, you know, oh, so you're gay and do you have a boyfriend? I said, yeah, known him for two weeks. <laughs> He's the one. Um, <laughs> and uh, it was so nice because he was like, oh, you invite him over. Let's have him for dinner. And at first I was like, you mean and you'll fucking eat him? Um, you know, <laughs> but um, it was really, really nice and so, so accepting. Aww. Because especially from someone like my dad, who is so heterosexual, you know, straight. Mm. Mm. It, it was really, really nice. And, and I just love my family. And even my extended family as well, super supportive. Mm. And what do they think about the drag stuff? They they love it? Oh, they love it. I mean, my dad, it's so funny. My dad used to give me lifts to AXM in Glasgow, which was Bennett's back in the day, oh, Lorraine. Bennett. I know you know Bennett's. I do. Yeah. Spent many an evening in Bennett's. Yes, many an evening. <laughs> many an evening. And a morning, yes. yes. <laughs> Um, Dad used to always give me lifts up there when I had a gig or, you know, was just going along to a show to, to watch it. And they were always so supportive. I mean, my dad's very socially awkward, so he was like, I can't be in the audience because there's too many people, mm -hmm. you know. But he was like, I watch it all on YouTube. And he does, he, he comments on uh, videos oh, of so mine. Cute. Recently, I performed at the Clapham Grand and it's only got on YouTube it's a video with like a hundred views. I reckon they're all my dad because my dad's commented like three times. Oh, crazy! What did he comment? So supportive, though. So supportive. Okay. Yeah. So he says nice things. Nice. Yes. Oh, oh good. yeah. No, he's not. Oh, for <laughs> oh my god, he's not. Yeah. Who is this man? Uh, yes. <laughs> What goes into, like, choosing your drag name? Yeah. So much. I, I mean, what I found was I always knew, again, like I said, from the age of five, I knew I wanted to be in movies, TV, hosting TV. So I knew that if you're a drag queen as well, you're already going to have the world up against you just for the fact what you're queer and you like dressing up with elaborate wigs and costumes. You know, you've already going to have a minority of people against you. Mm -hmm. So if your name is, you know, something a bit too cheeky, penetration, or like I said, Tallulah Von Fuckbucket, you'll find yourself not getting offered work. Right. Right. I see. You know, your name's Lorraine Kelly. No one's, you know, they're not changing the name of the show to Tallulah Von Fuckbucket. <laughs> not you know? today. You never know. Not yeah. today. They might. Yes. They might. Two yeah. years' time, who knows? Who knows? I always but, thought it was, sorry, I always thought it was the last name of your, the first name of the street you grew up on. Right. And then the first name of your first pet. Oh. No. Yeah. No. And mine would, would be Rocky Bottom. Rocky Bottom. That's a really, really good yeah. one. Because Rocky Sorry, dog. Pet and then Street. Yeah, because Pet is Rocky, our yeah. first wee dog. And then we lived in Cookham Dean Bottom. So what would mine? Mine would be Pinky. Oh. Pinky Balloter. That would be that's me. That's quite Pinky good. Ba Pinky no, Balloter. Mine would be Bob Duncan. <laughs> oh, no, that's not good. <laughs> that's awful. <laughs> 
<laughs> that like a host doesn't from the 80s, you know. Work. That doesn't work. <laughs> but do you know what? Talking about drag, I remember before all of the craziness happened of the pandemic, but I remember uh, a couple of years ago to celebrate my fact that I was turning 60. Oh, God, you were a drag queen. I got dressed up and my drag name was Morning Glory. Yes, morning, morning glory. Morning, Mor- oh, sorry, morning glory. Because you have to be careful with that. You don't want to be morning glory whole. You want to be morning yes. glory because it's got a different connotation. Because I did actually yeah. say that to somebody, which was very silly. But Lawrence, when I, because I'm not very good at you know doing photos and things like that. Rosie knows that. But when I was done up like morning gloria. I was full of confidence. It was like I had on a suit of armour and nobody could get me and I felt funny and actually empowered, if I can use that word. But it's true, it changes you. So when you put on your Lawrence persona and you paint your face and you put in your pad and you put on these amazing, amazing outfits, instantly do you feel different? Yes. It's weird because it's not that way where you're having a sad day and then, oh, I'll get into full drag. That'll right. make me happy. Okay. It, it's not a, as simple as that. What it is, is I find Lawrence Cheney as an extension of me. Mm. So when I put on the makeup and the wigs and the lashes, it suddenly just transforms how I walk, talk. And like you said, confidence level. We all have, you know, out of drag as our normal selves. We all have that one pose we'll go to if it's a family picture or if it's a, mm. oh, you need to get a picture out of drag or, you, you know, something like that. We'll have that, like, you know, or mm. a, you, you know, so, there's something, <laughs> yeah. But then in drag, I think we've actually spoke about this before, Lorraine, you, you feel confident enough to just do any pose you want yep, and yep. turn around and cock your neck back and all this stuff. <laughs> it gives you this freedom because you're not concerned about how you look because from you've spent two hours putting on makeup, so you're going to look fabulous. And also, I find like, you know, during the season, if ever anyone had anything nasty to say about me, you, you know, online... They would always say, oh, well, her pads are too big or she's too fat or she's this. I, I would just in my head, I'd go, but I pad. So, so that is an intentional thing. So yeah. you're not insulting me. I'm doing it on purpose. So it's almost like you can't insult any of it because none of it is real. Right. And that's the good thing because you can take it off and leave it in a cupboard at the end of the night. It's very, very freeing. Hmm. <laughs> How did it go? Because your season stopped... Was it midway because of it COVID? Stopped your episode. It, it was. Yeah. Running, yeah, I'll just drop that in the fact that I was actually a judge. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was amazing, incredible. Yes, it did because of COVID. But did that mean that then you were seeing all the stuff online spoken about you? Was because if you had done the series and then it was filmed and it was you know out, you would have been getting you know the online stuff. But you had to go back into the series having seen what people were saying about you was that a bit weird or well no so we uh oh no god no it wasn't because they film age they film months months in advance so we broke for covid Mm. um and then the hard thing is you're not allowed to tell anyone you're on drag race so i just you know met lorraine and rupaul and michelle visage and you know alan carr graham norton and you can't tell anyone Mm. it's so difficult so i came back midway so you don't know who's won you don't know who's going home you know in in the rest of the episode so it was just weird being sat on pause because you then started to see things 
come out on things like Reddit and it'd say, Lawrence has gone home first. And in my head, I'm like, aha. Uh-huh. Mm. <laughs> um, you, you know, and, and, and then the kind of rumour mill starts and you can't confirm, deny it. Um. I made up that I was on coach trip. I Did fully you? was like, really? brought, yeah, I said they brought back coach trip. I went on Brendan's coach. Uh, <laughs> it was fine. Uh, it was so weird. But um, oh. yeah, no, I made up that and, you know, just ran with it. <laughs> but it was it was surreal even filming Drag Race during a pandemic because I think even the judges and everyone are used to doing it all in one block. So it was nice to have a week and a break away, take some of the critiques you'd been given and apply that to later costumes and stuff. Mm. Yeah, that that makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah. That does make sense. Was it everything you thought it was going to be as a super fan who watches the show and who loves the show? Once you're actually <laughs> in it, I mean, I guess it, it must have been must have felt a bit odd, like you'd crawled into your TV or something. It's <laughs> There you are. And I would imagine it's, it's long hours though, isn't it? Because we don't see, obviously, we don't see all of it. We just see the edited highlights, but it must be yeah. quite exhausting. It's the hardest thing I've ever done. So I'm very glad I won because it means I don't need to go back. Um, <laughs> you wouldn't go back and do, you know, they do these all-star things. They no, don't I, do it with the I, winner though, Mum. Oh, they don't do it with no. the winners. You don't need to go back. Yeah, well, you're you're exactly. But even if they did like a, a winner uh, mm. all-star thing, I, I don't think I would be interested because... You know, me and Trixie have this in common where we've won once, we're not tempting fate again. <laughs> we're just, Nothing you to know, prove. I don't Nothing need to, to know prove. if I'm the Queen of Queens, I'm just the Queen, you know, so <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm good with that. But it was truly amazing. And it, it was one thing, I mean, I stole a cardboard cutout off the side of a bus of RuPaul when I was 17, when RuPaul's Drag Race had just come to UK TV. And it's still in my room to this day. Wow. And again, like I said, if this person isn't as good as, you know, I think they are, whatever, but it just inspired me so much seeing him on set. And, uh, you know, the way he hosted, I just loved the way he held himself and everything. I said, I want to do this for the rest of my life. Do you think you have to, Lawrence, you have to go to London still? Is there that thing? Or do you think because of what you've done and because of what Ellie Diamond's done in Dundee, um, has that, who's of course a fellow contestant, um, has that changed things in Scotland? Do you think that it will get better, fairer, explode if you like? You know, there's going to be an explosion in Scottish drag. I don't know. I think... The problem here is we only really have BBC Scotland, the the Pacific Key kind of studio. And it's weird because even like Mrs Brown's Boys is filmed there. But what I have noticed is in Glasgow recently, they filmed like Indiana Jones. They filmed Batman Mm -hmm. and all that. So I'm just happy to see Scotland like used for mm. TV mm. film. I'm just happy to see it as a location. You know, um, production-wise, there's not as much going on here, but I love seeing it used as a location as no, well. No, very much so. You know, being like, here is Glasgow. Well, I mean, they'll do it up like New York, but it's still Glasgow. Still Glasgow. Um, <laughs> you know, but I like that's then investing money into Glasgow, you know, investing money into right. Scotland, which is needed, I think. Hmm. I just wonder how you got to be so knowledgeable and wise at your age. <laughs> imagine, imagine I'll get out my ID. I'm actually 48. 
Because don't take this the wrong way, but when you're in drag, you don't look 20-something. Oh, and that's oh a no, good I look thing. like a 40-year-old MILF. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm glad you said MILF as well, though, because she's she's sexy. She's sassy. Yeah. You know, She's I mean, sexy. She wears flowy things that you yeah. want to know is underneath. <laughs> you, you know, I guess my maturity, like, mentally, I've had to kind of grow up quite fast, I guess, because of, I guess, just being driven and kind of seeing mm. repercussions. I would sometimes have, like, arguments with people who would be like, well, you are too big-headed. You're too this. And I'd be like, no, I'd, I just want to be someone someday. I, I have a plan. Mm. Um, I'm not just doing drag for the fun of it. I want this to be my job. So mm. I, I've always been very driven and I've had to stick up for myself in arguments. I've had to take wisdom from my mum and advice from my mum. And my mum is where I get all my advice from. So if it's wrong, blame my mum. <laughs> <laughs> and what is the plan, Lawrence? What what do you want to do? Because, you know, there's been a huge tradition for, um, you know, for, for drag queens uh, or drag artists, as they used to be called. You know, if you go way back to Danny LaRue and you yeah. talked about Stanley Baxter, who's still with us, which is wonderful. Yes. Um, and then Lily Savage and all of that. There's a real, there's a real affection for drag in this country, a huge affection for it. And there's a gap, you know, there is a gap. This is the thing. So my plan, yes. Loza's <laughs> big plan is world domination. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but what I want to do is I don't even know if it needs to be me, but I just want a show. I want TV shows with drag queens. I want weather presenters that are drag queens. I oh want dramas with drag queens in them. I want an episode of Doctor Who with me in it. I yes. want, you, okay. you know, I, I think drag culture needs to be incorporated more because in my opinion, I know I used to walk to my gigs in Glasgow. Drag queens are, sorry to say it, but nowadays drag queens are walking up and down the street going to and from a gig. That mm -hmm. is the the way it is. So do you not think me and EastEnders as oh, a backing, yes. you know, as a, an extra, just walking to a gig, you know, <laughs> and trying not to take the camera's attention off Pat Butcher <laughs> or something. That would be fab. <laughs> yeah, well, world domination sounds good, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. yes. Do you get hit on as a drag queen? Or do you get hit on? Like, how does it work? You get hit on... Full stop. And I'm not saying that in a big-headed way at all. But are they wanting to date you in drag or you as you? Babes, the conundrum <laughs> still exists. Okay. Because cause this is the thing. I found people who message on Tinder, Grinder, things like that. I know Lorraine is on Grindr. Um, Obviously. She yeah. thinks Grinder is Tinder. I know yeah. I did, actually. I got the mixed up. Whenever you refer to it, I'm like, Mum, that's the wrong one. No! no. Embarrassing. <laughs> Not that I was on it or anything. I was just referring to it. And I said, oh, that, that dirty Grinder thing. And Rosie just went, no, it's it's Yes, Tinder. <laughs> um, the funny thing I find is some people be like, would you come on a date in drag? And I was like, no, I'm I'm not doing that. It's it's very mm. bizarre. But mm. I even find <laughs> because my my legal name is Lawrence and you know my stage name is Lawrence Cheney, I I do find it difficult because if someone says, Lawrence Hen, you're beautiful or something like that, it's like, mm. what are you talk are you talking about me as a person or are you talking about the drag shell? Mm. Um, so it's it's very hard. I mean, 
I remember I went on a date before COVID and I was on an ad campaign for the Glasgow subway up here. Not yeah. the footlong one, the one with the trains. Um, <laughs> but uh, I was on that ad campaign and someone asked me, they, they didn't know who I was. And they said, um, so what do you do for a living? And we walked past a poster of me and I went, um, that. <laughs> I do oh, that. And they wow. were like, oh, right. And then their verbiage changed, or their verbiage changed to, uh, oh, hey, queen. Hey, g- oh, g- girl, oh, girl, you look amazing. And I was like, oh, you're talking mm. to the drag queen. You're not talking to me. Right. right. And you can tell as well in a club, if you get hit on it, hey, girl, hey, queen. But then other people will idle up to you and they'll be like, so, show us your tights. <laughs> it's, it's very bizarre. <laughs> So, so to answer your question, Rosie, your question is as good as mine. I don't have a clue. Okay. <laughs> Excellent. Good oh, stuff. Amazing. Um, so we end, end each episode by getting guests to tell us their biggest fail, regret and win. I tell, I tell you what, what I regret is not going, and this is a testament to mental health as well, I regret not speaking to my parents soon enough about anxieties. I regret not speaking to them about, um, you, you know, the way I felt about how I looked, things like that, because I did eventually and I needed to go for counselling. So I want people out there to realise if you speak to people like we were talking about, you speak to friends and family and share from the moment you have those anxieties so they can be cleared mm. up. I Doesn't think... Build up. I think it will make you a more fully rounded person. And I don't mean that in a fat way. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. I love like that. That's a good one. That's a good uh, and what one. about? Yeah. yeah. It's a good one. And what about um, a win? <laughs> um, I think um, we might know. <laughs> I actually don't even know if, Lorraine, you remember this. I made you say <laughs> on Drag Race. Oh, you did. You did make me say and do, do you know do you know what's so funny though? RuPaul started talking about my audition tape, and in my tape, someone was interrupting me while I was hosting a gig, and I said, "Gemma, you silly, <laughs> calm down," you know. And I and Ru found that really funny. I said, "Oh, Ru, like Lorraine will tell you, like isn't a bad word oh, in Scotland, you know." It's a term of endearment. And, and Lorraine <laughs> goes, <laughs> "You say no, you can be a good." <laughs> I was howling and you know everyone when I walked off the runway and they said you know you may leave the stage all the runners were like you made Lorraine Kelly say <laughs> and I was so so happy but I was so annoyed they weren't allowed to use it on TV because obviously it's like I such know. a foul oh, word but anyway. it was a shame <laughs> Oh, so did we, we didn't really get a feel, did we? I think it's fine not to have a feel, Lauren. So I think you can just yeah. say you don't really have one. I, I mean, what can I say? I'm flawless. You, you know, I'm... Well, this is it. <laughs> you're, you're too young still to have any feels. That's the thing. I'm 24. At least leave it till 25. And then yeah. I'm sure I'll yeah, have a feel. when it all starts. You know? Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Well, hasn't it been a joy? Thank you so much. It's, it's been, been so an, lovely to speak to you. It really has. And best of luck with everything that you do. Um, if you ever want to host my show when I'm old, Are please do jump in. Me? <laughs> yeah, I will text you, I'll email you, hilarious. I'll LinkedIn you, I'll do whatever. <laughs> 
Oh, well, Lauren says it's been, it has been a joy. Good luck with everything. Good luck with the book. The book is a cracker. Uh, if you've got any interest at all in, in drag, you will absolutely love it. But you'll absolutely love it anyway. It's a joy. Thank you. Thank you thank so you. much for having me, both <laughs> of you. You just are so amazing. And thank you for doing it for Scotland. Thank you very much. <laughs> 